Stages of labor, hormones of birth, and timing contractions are not the most important or effective ways to learn about physiologic birth. And chances are, you've learned some of that, and you still have questions about what to expect from birth. And these questions linger because the sources that are teaching childbirth preparation are only offering facts about labor and birth created to enable the medical system to justify the use of interventions to speed up labor despite the injuries experienced by mothers and the disruptions to the mother-baby bonding. Before birth became a medical procedure that needed these guidelines and metrics, women were shown physiologic birth instead of charts and graphs and tables. Today, we have the benefit of merging traditional physiologic birth knowledge with what is useful from research and evidence And this has been the key to helping my students and clients avoid things like tears and traumatic birth injuries and go on to have fulfilling natural births. If natural birth is calling you, merging traditional physiologic birth with learning modern knowledge may be the answer to your lingering questions. And you can begin the journey of seeing physiologic birth with a free class that will introduce you to the three P's of physiologic birth that help my students and clients avoid tearing in only 15 minutes so you will know why you can trust your body to give birth without injury. After watching this 15-minute video, you will know what physiologic birth really is and why learning the stages of labor, lists of hormones, and cervical dilation rates is just not enough, the most common points in labor where tissue damage tends to occur, and how to use the three Ps of physiology to prevent the causes of tears or episiotomies. And you will learn the difference between being 10 centimeters and being ready to push. After seeing the physiology in this way, one of my students, Sarah, said, simply mind-blowing. Thank you so much for sharing this information. I want to share this with all of the birth professionals that I have ever met, as it is so clear to me now how we have all been missing the big picture. And Cassie said, I took four courses, and yours is the one I walked away with feeling the most empowered. Very specifically, the physiologic birth part where you show the slides of where baby is. Having known what baby does in that dance with the pictures, just let me trust the process so I never felt worried. So if you'd like to learn more about what Sarah and Cassie are talking about, you can get started with this very special and unique physiologic birth training for free at naturalbirthcompass.com forward slash free class. I hope to see you there. The ears connect to the ocean of true nature. Words entering the ear can bring chaos in the heart. From the Fourfold Discourse of Confucius, translated by Yaron Seidman. Pregnancy is a time to be wary of all the things entering your senses. Of course, what you taste when you eat is important, but that's not the sense we're talking about today. And what you smell can be tricky, especially in the first trimester. But that's also not what we're talking about today. Today, we are focusing on the sights and the sounds that you encounter and some tips to avoid being influenced by the words and images that might be surrounding you during your pregnancy. So if you're ready to discover how to support these less acknowledged senses in your pregnancy, stay here with me on the Journey to Home Birth podcast. Imagine transforming the anxiety, the worry, and uncertainty you have about your birth right now into the confidence and knowledge that will end everyone's questions about your natural birth and even have them asking you how you did it. Are you ready to stop imagining your wonderful birth and start preparing to experience it? Then you're in the right place. I'm Tristan, the creator of the Natural Birth Compass online childbirth education program. And I'm coming to your ears with perspectives of birth from across time and cultures to help you become more informed and confident in your birth. So grab your mug, 
fill it with your favorite tea, and let's begin the journey to birth. What you hear and what you see in pregnancy and regarding birth is as important as what you eat and drink. I talk about the implications of this in the Natural Birth Compass approach because it is so important to be aware of. And I was inspired to bring this up on today's podcast because of a story that I heard by journalists who were exploring the placenta. A very noble undertaking for sure, and something that does deserve more praise. So I was excited to see the story come out. But like many things in regard to pregnancy and birth, it did come across in a very negative light, full of risk and fear, because they chose to view the placenta and the fetus as an assault on a mother's body. Yes, I said they chose to view the placenta this way. Now, I know this was in part a journalistic style to make the story have an edge because the real physiology is maybe only fascinating to birth junkies, I don't know, but they wanted it to be exciting. And like most other media that we're exposed to, they do that by using intense anxiety-producing images. And they're journalists, right? They're not scientists, they're not researchers or doctors, so... Maybe they really don't know the actual physiology. But the really sad truth is that the way they presented the placenta, the fetus, and the mother-baby connection in pregnancy, it's actually rooted in how most of the West views pregnancy, which was made clear in this story because they interviewed doctors and researchers who used that same negative language, and then they all laughed about it. Here's a list of just some of the phrases and words that they use to describe this miraculous event of gestation. A cage match, a boxing match, war, battle over food, sucking out of nutrition, claws that attach to suck up nutrients, putting up a brick wall, hijacking nutrients. Then as they went on, they said, if the mother wins the war, the baby suffers. If the baby wins, the mom suffers. If neither of them win, then the pregnancy ends with the birth of a live baby. And we wonder why women might be scared during their pregnancy, why she might harbor doubt in her body to safely grow her baby. In fact, I hesitated to even share these words and phrases on this podcast because I think pregnancy is such a delicate time for a woman's senses the realm that she's in, the brainwave states she finds herself in, are more susceptible to negativity. But I also think that it's important to be aware of this and to talk about these events of gestation from a completely different perspective, one that looks at the positive side of the physiology that underlies pregnancy and gestation. And the reason why it's important is because much of the way that we structure prenatal care is around these very ideas that pregnancy is a war. A war that puts mother and baby at risk at any given moment. And when we look at this as a stress on a mother's body, are we more likely to induce anxiety or calm? In fact, I've even heard other natural childbirth educators speak about pregnancy with this similar viewpoint. One that I heard recently said that it's important for women to increase their water intake because her baby is taking all of the water out of her body. Now, I might call this a glass half full perspective if I was someone who tried to slip in really bad puns. But really, while it's often true that most women do find they need to increase their water intake during pregnancy, and there's physiologic reasons why, 
viewing it as a battle or a hijacking is not at all the nurturing experience that a mother and a baby share during their pregnancy. But when we phrase it this way, how can we expect to feel anything but fear and anxiety around pregnancy? But what could it look like if we took the perspective that this event of pregnancy is actually miraculous and it's a mutual give and take between mother and child, an ultimate act of nurturing that's literally giving life to a new generation? Because that's exactly what it is, at least in my opinion. I find the idea that gestation is viewed as a battle of mother versus baby is often what happens when we choose to view pregnancy for its parts and not as the whole. A missing of the forest for the trees kind of situation, missing the fact that there is a whole ecosystem involved, and a past, the present, and a future at play. And the real harm of missing this, as I already mentioned, is that this is commonly the perspective of more medically-oriented birth practitioners. Often obstetricians, sometimes labor nurses, even on occasion midwives, the very people who we are told, even trained for our entire life, to trust during pregnancy. Instead of looking at the big picture of how a mother's whole body is communicating with her baby and her baby's placenta, they look at each activity separately. And then it's easy to miss the beauty of the connection that's formed between mother and child, the why behind the physiology, and instead see only the chemistry happening at the physiologic level. And that chemistry appears harmful at first glance when you're only looking at the surface. Let's look at another way to see this that might make more sense. You might see this as similar to how someone might feel about finding weeds growing in their landscaping. We've all had this happen at some point, probably. You view the plant as something that shouldn't be growing there, an invader that's implanted itself and is setting roots and consuming nutrients for the plants that you do want growing there. But what's really happening with the so-called weeds is a nurturing effect of the earth. Many plants that we define as weeds, things like dandelions or dock or plantain, these plants, they actually repair the ecosystem. They send deep taproots down, 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 and they draw the resources that are sequestered far below the surface to where it's needed. On the surface, where the growing plants or the bare surface of the earth can use it to nourish and sustain life where there was none, where it was empty. These taproots, they also create structure in the earth where beneficial worms and insects can in turn create compost full of even more nutrients. And when you start to look closely at everything that's happening below the surface of the weed, this so-called invader, you realize that it has a purpose. It has a place in the whole larger ecosystem. It's involved in the past, present, and future of this place on the earth. And when you see that, you understand what it all means. At least, the wise women do. Those who look for the meaning and purpose in nature. This relationship between the earth and the plants, what one might call weeds, it's now an amazing part of the structure of the earth. This is not unlike the relationship between the mother and her embryo, the mother and her fetus, where the placenta that will be the conduit and the communication between mother and child will send out taproots to reach into the thick endometrial layer of the mother to retrieve oxygen and essential nutrients and send away carbon dioxide and other metabolic wastes so that her baby may grow and thrive 
and be prepared to separate away from the womb at just the right moment in time. This is a mutual give and take with a purpose. A mother gives a bit of herself, of her life to her child, so her baby may thrive, so he or she may join her earthside, and they may share a life together. This is not the definition of war as I understand it. This isn't like any boxing match I've seen, and I certainly haven't seen what I would call claws on a placenta. Although, that's where we started in this episode, remember? Gestation, carrying and growing a child, is an act of love, not war. Yeah, it can be exhausting at times. It can be uncomfortable when you have that foot digging into your ribcage, or to have your bladder treated as a trampoline, or to feel nausea or heartburn. But nearly any mother you ask will tell you it was all worth it to meet her baby. What I have yet to hear is a mother say that being pregnant felt like a war with her baby or her baby's placenta. In war, someone wins and someone loses. That is not the end game for pregnancy. For one to win means one has to perish. And in pregnancy, this means both perish. Mother without child or child without mother is not the goal for the mother-baby dyad or for humanity. That is not a win, not for anyone. If we look even deeper at the effect of words and sights on our psyche, on our hearts, we know they can have impact at the level of the subconscious. And the subconscious mind is often more sensitive during pregnancy, really during any state of chemical activity, where Hormones are raging and neurotransmitters are everywhere. All of the chemical messengers involved in the physiology of pregnancy and birth. And so this time in life is particularly sensitive to being altered or programmed with the predominant messages in your surroundings, which I hope are messages of support and love and positivity. But ultimately, you can make the choice to see the normal physiology of your pregnancy as positive, life-giving activities that are helping your baby grow and flourish, thanks to the miracle and the magic that is the female body. Or you can choose to see it as these journalists did, a battle of resources on the brink of failure. And also, sadly, as a fair few in the medical complex see it as well. But if you follow this podcast, then you're probably one of the wise women who knows that seeing the magic of the physiology of your body and how your body gives to your baby unconditionally because of love, that this knowledge, this knowing, this is part of the traditional knowledge that's important for having personal power over your pregnancy and your birth. The traditional knowledge passed down from wise women of the past all the way through to today, if you have the chance to listen. This is connecting past, present, and future. Those who are students of the Natural Birth Compass program or those who attended one of the wise women traditions for home birth classes that I've taught recently, they know exactly what this means. And if that's you, you can use this reminder to check yourself and check how you're doing in the three areas of the wise woman. Are you harmonizing with nature? Are you seeing traditional knowledge come to life? Are you feeling connected inward and outward? Remember the steps, remember to breathe, and remember that you always know. So it's coming up on time to wrap up this episode on the importance of the impact of sounds and sights. 
But before we say goodbye for today, I just want to touch on a couple strategies if you're hearing a lot of negativity about pregnancy or birth or your birth choices. That last one, birth choices, I did cover quite extensively in episode number 50, how to talk to your friends and family about home birth. But when it comes to hearing negative speak, first is to point it out to people. When we speak negatively a lot, it becomes a habit because it's a programming of our subconscious. It's easy to get stuck in that state of mind. And if you can gently and encouragingly point it out, not with judgment or in that you're wrong kind of way, because we know that never works, but if you find examples from nature or other examples in your life where similar action takes place and relate it to the physiology of pregnancy, if you tell them about how the weeds are really here to heal the earth and they work with the earth to nurture the soil and help plants thrive and show them how it's just like the placenta, they might realize their perspective might have been limited. Now, I'm not saying that you'll get an instant awakening of anybody, but it might slowly start to shift some of their mindset. Second, anyone's subconscious is open to suggestion especially if you're hearing the same thing over and over. But the more you believe what you know to be true, the harder and longer it takes for your subconscious to shift to outside suggestion. So if you feel the positivity of your physiology, of your connection with your baby, then it will be a lot harder for someone else to shift your subconscious into a negative state than it will be if you haven't connected inward with your baby or with your pregnancy. If you don't have the understanding of nature cycle, of traditional knowledge, and of all these aspects that reaffirm pregnancy is a positive and beneficial state for mother and child, then you could be at greater risk for your subconscious belief being shifted to the negative if you're hearing a lot of negative talk, which is certainly prolific out there in the prenatal world. You have to stop letting people tell you your baby is robbing you of nutrients, that your baby is taking all of your water that your baby's going to damage your vagina beyond repair. And see the truth that you are nourishing your baby. You're supporting their health and their growth. And that your body is perfectly formed to give birth to your baby without damage. But this can take commitment to seeing physiology through the lens of nature and not a textbook. Because people probably won't stop saying it or writing about it yet. But you don't have to believe it. So do the work, the internal work, learn the traditional knowledge, connect with your baby and your physiology, see how nature has been showing you normal, healthy pregnancy and birth for your entire life, and this will be your guide and your daily positive influence to give you the confidence that you and your baby are perfect, just as you are, and everything is going as it is meant to go. So if you love this kind of approach to pregnancy and birth, come find me at naturalbirthcompass.com or reach out and let me know how I can support you and your pregnancy. Find me on Facebook or Instagram at naturalbirthcompass. And remember, pregnancy is not a war. It is the ultimate expression of love and life. And may yours always be blessed. As always, wishing you a wonderful journey to home birth. Thank you for listening and being open to new perspectives as we spend this time together. As always, let me know how I can support your journey. If you have topics you want to hear about, guests you'd like to hear from, questions or comments to share, let me know. This podcast is always transforming and you can help shape it into something that helps thousands of families 
have the best pregnancy, birth, and transition into parenthood possible by leaving a comment or a review or sharing this podcast with others in your life who will benefit from our discussions. Find me on the socials at Natural Birth Compass or email me at info at naturalbirthcompass.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Wishing you a wonderful journey to birth.